You ready, Mr. Potato Head? All right, welcome back to the PLP Podcast with your boy, Carlos D. And this is your girl, Christy. And uh, since Chris, you haven't heard Christy's voice in over a month, I'm going to let her talk for five straight minutes, starting now. I will say nothing else. Go. Five straight minutes is a lot, and I welcome, don't think you can. Welcome them to the show. You remember? See, you can't, even, you can't even do it for five seconds. Anyway, um, let me get through the spiel, then we can get down to her talking for five straight minutes. I'm not going to say anything else. Please follow us on Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Like, rate, and review us on iTunes. What's SoundCloud? SoundCloud? What did I say? SoundCloud. No, SoundCloud. I said SoundCloud clearly. So I feel like this is going to be one of them days. I'm trying to be positive, but somebody's trying to bring out the devil in me. And I don't want that to happen. So I'm going to dial it back down. Please come to our Instagram page at the POP Podcast. And send us emails at the POP podcast at gmail.com. Like somebody about to sneak up behind us and <laughs> chop our head off. Well, we are in a, we're recording in a, a undisclosed location. location today. And it's open to the public. And it is open to the public. But we've recorded here before with no, without incident. So that was off the late night. That was off the late night. Now the sun's still out. People like doing things. They want to play pool. It's all good. We gonna... They want to go to the bar. We, we don't get it together. Drinks. Uh, how have you been? I haven't seen you in a month. I know. Actually, I saw you two weeks ago. We People haven't heard from you oh, in over a month. That's right. Not we had a debacle with um, Audacity, but tell us something good. Something good. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's always good to reconnect with family members that you haven't seen in a while. So I spent my weekend uh, down in North Carolina, where I'm from, right outside of Charlotte. And you know, I've also been doing a lot of reading lately. Like, I finished two or three books within the past month or so. So I read John Lewis's book called Walking with the Wind, which is a memoir about the civil rights movement and like how he began with SNCC and, you know, his role for that organization. Mm -hmm. I also finished reading The the Autobiography of an Ex-Colored Man by James Weldon Johnson. And so I read the book. And so the book is about a man who is black, but he's passing for white. And it just tells the story of his life. Mm-hmm. So I went to go Google the man and I'm looking, I'm like, how did this dude pass for white? He's clearly a black guy. I didn't realize that it was a, um, it was a novel. So the whole time oh, I thought I was reading like his life story. <laughs> you thought it was an autobiography. Yeah. And then I, cause that's what it was called. And then I was like looking on Wikipedia. I'm like, there's no way these people could have thought this man was white. And like this, and stuff wasn't matching up. There was, and I was like this and then, yeah. So I had to like, but a couple of those books. Did you know that there's a black-owned bookstore in D.C. now? What's the name? Over in Southeast Mahogany Books. No, I never go to Southeast unless I have to. Well, you should. It's a nice little. I think they have like a lot of stores in like a little shopping center area. I oh, forget and, what it's and called. Anacostia. Yeah, and yeah. so Mahogany Books is in there. It's black-owned. It's a couple that own it. They're super nice, and I think. Cause like back in the day, we had Caribou Books out in Bowie. Like we still have Sankofa Bookstore, and like I think there's like some black-owned bookstores in Baltimore. But visited there; it was really nice. And then like just in general, like over the past two weeks, it's so much news out there. Like it's so many things I just wanted to be. You about. are so excited right now. I haven't seen you this excited about anything but in it's just, years. Like, so much stuff going on in the world and like culture. 
and like stuff that don't even matter, but like stuff that I kind of like want to talk about. So you might have to reel me in a little bit today. We don't want to go too, too long. No, nah, this is your show. We're going to let you talk for five straight minutes. It's a lot you. going on. But, okay, let's just, what's going on with you? What's new? Nothing, man. What have I missed? Uh, I did a solo podcast. Mm-hmm. People kind of liked it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, shout outs to you for that, um, yeah. for hosting. That was one of my shout outs. We're doing the last episode. Big up the Brooklyn. By yourself. Um, but a couple of people did have questions. What happened to our theme music? I told you I was all, we, it was all a part of the uh, audacity. So. It wouldn't let you do it. Um, I didn't use it. I didn't use it. I had to use uh, So we use SoundCloud. We upload to SoundCloud. SoundCloud has a feature with the mobile app. I'm just getting a lot of technical about how SoundCloud works where you can record straight to SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. So what I did is took my phone and just recorded straight into my phone and then I just posted it. So I couldn't do the music, the intros, the outros. I couldn't do any of the editing that I would normally do. You were talking you into your phone? Is yeah. that what you said? Ah. So they had the, that's a feature in their app. So I, yeah, a lot of the production stuff that I normally would do, editing it any kind of way, I couldn't do it because I, I didn't do it into a editing service. But I think you did, like, even though um, you said that you're not a solo podcaster, you did hold it down. Well, I am the star of the show and the most entertaining person, so, so I can carry anything. Humbly take a compliment. I am. Please. This is me being humble. This is, well, Lord, Lord, say You don't want to see me when I'm bragging. Lord, sure don't, sure don't. But you did spend, like, a little bit too much time talking about DJ Envy. I don't like him. And oh, the thing about the whole, my commentary on the episode was the whole Joe Biden 45 thing. Joe Biden said... He said, if we were in high school, I would. It's the same so, thing. I, to me, it's it not the same matter. thing. I don't think he's He basically said, I will beat you up. Oh, That's well, the same thing. It, tr- it don't matter if he said, said oh, I would have did it seven years ago when he was in high school. He's well, still saying, basically, I can knock your ass out. So it was probably true, and my money would be on Biden. Well, he's a big country and, strong boy, of course. And 45 has said much worse things, so who cares? It's I'm not, not about to be holding. to sink to the lowest level. And that's the point. My point, that was my entire point. Joe Biden's supposed to be a dignified he to man. It. He's supposed to be a dignified uncle. You know what? Grown grandpa. We expect crazy things from one person. You got to be, what, what my main, what my boo-boo Michelle Obama tell us? When they go low. We go high. We fly high. No lie. Uh-uh. And yeah, you don't know the words. I don't know the Balling. words. Okay. But, yeah, oh, so my bad. Go ahead, continue. You were talking about what's new, what's going on with Nothing, you. Nothing, bro. I'm just getting this money. Hollering these honeys. Doing my thing in these streets. That didn't rhyme. Oh, I'm not a rapper. Doesn't matter. You said money and honey. You need it to rhyme the last, the next two sentences. I'm going to be knocking out your mom with this shlummy. Okay. See. Went too far. What, so what's going on? Like sidebar. This, I didn't even plan on asking you this. But remember you said you were um, <clears throat> growing your beard out. Yeah, I'm still growing it. What month are we in? Bro, it's been like since last June. So almost a year. Coming up on a year. And it still looks kind of struggleish. The shit is struggling. It's come a long way. This though. is a master struggle bid. I feel like it hasn't though. I feel like this is just a master struggle bid. I'm gonna get to June and give up on this experiment and call it a day. You should probably. Are you thinking about extending it? Or are you really saying mm-hmm. a year? I mean, if you do something for a whole year and it still look kind of rough, it ain't gonna work. It ain't, it ain't meant to be. What are you? What are you like? Like I want that a you full know, beer, say. bro. I mean, people say the same thing. You say, "Oh, it's feeling a little bit," but it's really not. No, but like, what did dude say as far as like, "Oh, it took me X, Y, Z." Oh, long. I don't know. I don't, I don't mean. I only know one. I know two dudes really. Actually, not as I mean, but everybody I know that got a beard is like like my cousin got a beard, but my uncle always had like a nice beard. Mm-hmm. And then my other uncle couldn't grow a beard like me, so I, I mean I can't ask him because it's just a genetic thing. My uncle had a nice beard, my uh, little cousin got a nice beard, 
Uh, my boy um, Triple D from the Off Clock Podcast, he got a nice beard, but he he told me like, he was saying he a hairy kind of person. <laughs> like not not to be funny, but he's like you know he got he just grow more hair than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other boy, another boy of mine, he got a nice beard, but I think they, I mean they just tell you you, know, you got to exfoliate, you got to do all this stuff. And I'm trying to do all that stuff, but it's, some people, it's just yeah, they're just thing. not meant to be. I'm yeah. just not. I'm not super hairy. I don't have like hairy arms or hairy legs or hairy, you know, back or chest and all yeah. that. I just don't. I don't grow a lot of hair, so it's not shocking. It's not surprising. Um, um, so I'm gonna keep it until June and then call it a day. Mm-hmm. You got any shout outs? I got a couple. Hell no. I don't, all hell, right. Nobody don't listen. Nobody I know listens to this show. Um. Okay. Go ahead, shout about Rob Jackson. No. My boy Rob. Shout out to my boy Rob Jackson. <laughs> shout out to two podcasts. We got a shout out from Black Married and Fly, uh, Candace yeah. Danae, like and the Troublemaker. Um, the Troublemaker. I tr- I, I've been slipping on listening to this show. I, I like that show, but I, I know I'm I, about there's to, so much time that I just can't. It's so much. It's so many podcasts and so many shows, and so, it's so many, many and they, especially when they do weekly. Yeah, it's hard for me to catch up with all the shows that I like. But yeah. Um, I fell off majorly. Definitely a cool that show, Black Married and Fly. Yep. So um, shout out to them for, you know, shouting us out. Um, and I think that that's something that we both need to give ourselves homework on is, well, for me, myself, I'm going to do a better job of keeping up with podcasts that I do like. Um, and, you know, that can help us build, like, our, no, our, it'll help us build our network. I, it's I think, hard to do because well. all I listen to them is through SoundCloud, and I don't even really interact with SoundCloud. I don't have, like, Twitter, and I'm not on the IG like you are. Right. So, <clears> outside of reposting them on SoundCloud, or, I, you know, if I listen and they say something interesting, I comment. But sometimes it, they may have a good show, but I just don't have any comments. So, I don't really, yeah. you know, that doesn't mean I'm not listening to it. It's but just then I don't you have can also comment. get, you can, you know, it helps like generate your own thoughts and like might give you um, ideas or make you think, you know, differently about something that you never you considered know, that's before. Thing, but that, that's also a reason why a lot of, I heard a lot of people say this. I don't always listen to other podcasts because I don't want to do a show. And, and that's the reason why the reason why we don't do like current event podcasts or we try to stay away from like weekly celebrity news because everybody talks, everybody about, talks about it. And then you start getting their influence of what their thoughts are and ideas into what you're saying. Because when you are creating, you listen to a lot of other people. I don't want people to think I'm trying to steal their ideas or they say something that I'm taking it from. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, naturally, people there have are no original. I mean, no original thoughts. I don't think so. All right, but yeah, shout out to the troublemaker and Candace Dene. Yeah, yeah, Is yeah. Dene or Janae? Yeah, I thought so. Um, next shout out goes out to the WBEZ radio show. They have a podcast called Making Obama. Six episodes. It was great. Loved it. And you just shot no podcast this week. Well, this, that's what shout outs is for, right? Am I right or wrong? If you want to. Okay. The WEB what? WBEZ Chicago. It's a podcast called Making Obama. They also did Making Oprah, where it just talks about how they got to be where they are now. Oh, so it's just people from Chicago? No, they do interviews with, you know, um, Barack Obama. They did interviews with other people who were pivotal in getting him to where he where he is now. So it's like so, a documentary podcast? Um, I guess that's one way. I guess you can call it that or a biographical. No, not biographical because that would mean he would be talking. But it's like an interview documentary style. Yeah. yeah. Really. So, But they do actually, this is something that he like. He participated, participated in. in. He talks and he gives an interview. Did Oprah do the same thing? Yes. Oprah talked a little bit on hers. I think Obama talked more on his than um, than Oprah did. So, I'm going to check that out. You know, yeah. I love Obama and I love uh, Joe Biden. But anyway, so what we're 
the topic, we didn't really have a topic again this week because, like we said, we're not really a topical show, and we didn't have... Um, you did want to talk about something. Well, no, that's what I'm just trying to like transition into is that by the time you listen to this episode, it'll be the 50th anniversary of the assassination of Martin Luther King, and we just really wanted to acknowledge that on this show, um, and you know, 50 years is not really a long time, and... You know, people like to say we live in a post-racial society and all of this stuff when really a time ago. And there are still a lot of things that he wanted to do for humanity, you know, not only for African-Americans, but for humanity that, you know, still have not been accomplished. Um, And also just shouting out, y'all saw us posted up on Instagram last night, um, the HBO documentary called King in the Wilderness. It was really good. Check it out. Um, it just gives you like another picture of who Martin Luther King was. You know, he just wasn't a preacher, you know, marching and saying he's been to the mountaintop. He had some struggles. He was imperfect, as we all know. Um, yeah, I mean, they always talk about it. Which, I mean, and we kind of get into what we talked about in the past about disconnecting a person's personal actions compared to the good that they did for the masses of people. Because we know while he was a great man, and a great f- for black people, he wasn't the best husband. I don't know how good a father he was. I don't know about that, but you know, he you know he had indiscretions when he cheated on his wife and all that type of stuff, which is not you know secret. But he also did a lot of great things. So do we forgive those personal misconceptions for the great things that he did that weren't? A I, don't, part of I don't think that those are things necessarily. That was he forced to I forgive? Because it's not really our business. End of the day, his personal right, that's, hiccups on his uh, wife's business. I don't know because I have different views on that when it comes to you know another situation that we're currently experiencing, you know, down sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue. But like for him, like we're all human; nobody is perfect. So we, he, there. Speak some, for yourself. I, I'm just saying that's not going to like make me look down on him because he was really one of the faces of the movement that allowed blacks to have the rights um, that we do have now. Do you think that it really, though, when he died, the movement died? Yes. Not not totally, but I feel like we never got a replacement leader. And I also feel like that we rested on the things that he was able to accomplish and when I say that I mean like they did all the stuff back in the civil rights where they pushed the stuff they got the civil rights laws passed and all this stuff then he died there was never really a placement and did we as people of color get to a point where it was like okay now people still treat us bad we still in a society where we are people of color especially black people are looked down on but we aren't as bad as we it was. So like nowadays, you know, we can go wherever we want to. We can shop wherever we want to. We can eat wherever we want to. Right. People don't openly usually be, you know, call you like niggas to your face or be right, racially right. discriminatory. But then we get to a side where we think that we have achieved what we haven't. But it's really just they just put us in a place where they it ain't uh, as much to us. complain about. Yeah. So and they pacified us, and then we don't really worry about stuff. Well, like and that. that's the thing is that the one of the last things that Martin Luther King was trying to take down was, you know, segregation uh, or like poor housing conditions, which meant he wanted poor people of all races to, you know, have the same and equal opportunities as, you know, um, you know, wealthier people or, you know, well, that's what you say. That's what they say. If you believe like conspiracy theories that really got him killed, yeah, it was not necessarily so, just we're still for black for people. That to this day, and it's, even when he came to Chicago, like they talked about in the documentary. So when he came mm-hmm. to Chicago, he said, 
you know, the, the hate and all that stuff that they were spewing at him when, in Chicago was um, the same as, if not worse than what it was down South. So, and you still got now, it was an article the other day talking about black people still get turned down for housing loans compared, mm-hmm. you know, more often than they do any other race. So it could be, you know, you up here making a, have a six figure income, you can probably still get turned down and somebody of a different race can go in, you know, with the four, one, two, three, four, five figure income mm-hmm. and, you know, get the loan. So this, this is exactly the same thing that MLK was still fighting for. You still have segregated schools. You still have segregated neighborhoods. All what the crazy part is that it's not like legal segregation, but it's still just natural segregation. And I think that's going to be something it's that's going to be hard. To re- because I'm, if you're not giving out loans to people in certain neighborhoods because they're black and this community is Jewish or this is Italian, then that's intentional. Yeah, I know what I'm saying. But it's also that people segregate themselves. That, and I don't yes. know if that's intentional and it may, be, it may play into the old bigger picture, but it's like black people normally live with other black people. <laughs> white people live, normally live with other white people. And is that by design? Is that by kind of some like thing? Or is it a situation where uh, they just don't let black people go to higher different neighborhoods or they won't give us the money for loans? They, won't, they don't stuff. want us to be great. That's what it is. And, all, you know, all of this to say, all of this is happening. You know, you know Winnie Mandela died, what, yesterday? This week, yeah. Um, you know, someone else. Was it yesterday or this week? I don't know. You know, she was fighting but she um, definitely died. apartheid in South Africa, and there's a Netflix documentary on it. I started to watch it like two weeks ago, but I couldn't, I didn't, I wasn't able to finish it. But now, like, I feel like I want to. Mm-hmm. And then, like, just going off on another tangent, but it's all still relevant, you know, like this whole thing with Stephen Clark. That pissed me off. The, like the guy in Sacramento who got shot in the back yeah, I know eight times. Talking. And then the cops for Alton Sterling got off, mm-hmm. but then they fired him. But he done, you done shot the man and killed him two years ago. And you gonna wait two years to, to fire him, but oh, they, they don't go to jail. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just, all, it's crazy. Well, that's a whole big old thing. And then, and then and the response to it is always like, that's another thing I'm thinking about. It's like the difference between now and then back when, uh, you know, Dr. King's time is like, I feel like, you know, he did the speeches, he did all the, the, the talking and the marches and the movements, but there was also a lot of stuff that was going on behind it. And maybe I'm just ignorant to the stuff that's happening because I'm mm-hmm. not actively involved in it uh, like maybe I should be. But like, I feel like now you always see these things where they talk about the big speeches. They just had the, the woman's, was it a woman's march last weekend? Or the school shooting march. The march for so life. So they have these marches, but then what else are they doing behind it? Like, and I always talk, I'm talking about Dr. King, like they had, he had his marches and stuff, but then they also, one of his biggest accomplishments was when he uh, desegregated the buses in, in Alabama. In that situation, it was okay. They had the speeches, but then they also had a whole year long protest where no black people would ride a bus. So are they doing stuff like that now where we like doing stuff that people actually care about, which is money? Race is one thing, but money is the I, bigger thing. Is well, rich people want poor people to remain poor so they can remain rich, and then they don't care how they treat us because they have us fighting each other all the time, or they we they know we won't stick up and stand together to do stuff like that. So does stuff like that exist, or maybe I just don't know I mean, enough about it. I don't think it's as well. I'm not gonna say it's not as big of a story because it definitely is, especially especially, and I'm also gonna say unfortunately because you know March the March for Our Lives has had greater and more positive attention than movements like Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know. yes, they but, both had covers of Time Magazine, but for instance, I didn't see anything about anybody pulling ads from TV shows or, or companies who, you know, like, I guess weren't sympathetic to what was going on in our communities. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the March for Our Lives, 
the lady on Fox and Friends or one of those stupid people on Fox, she criticized and teased one of the boys that's leading, you know, the March for Our Lives because he didn't get in college. And so now all these ad companies have pulled from her show. show. But we all remember anything like that for Black Lives Matter. But and, and then that's what I'm saying. Do we have enough support? And then also, is it more than just okay? We're marching the streets, protesting. Are we doing stuff? And then do we have to wait for companies to pull out uh, to talk yeah, to advertising I, the shows? I, Why can't we, as a people, you know, stop cash- wasting our consumer dollars? We are, uh, believe it or not, they, they act like black people don't have money. We don't save money if you look at the stats, but we <laughs> right, spend a we lot spend of money. money. And that's what we're missing is like somebody like Dr. King who can say, okay, we're going to boycott companies. We're going to make it so we don't have to wait for them to support us uh, or them putting their ads out of TV shows. And we stop spending money here. We need to stop spending our own communities. It's hard. It is hard because we just don't have the opportunities. And at the same time, it's hard to organize all that. The only thing I've boycotted, and maybe not intentionally, but I have not been to H&M since the, um, the sweatshirt. Or was you going to H&M like that before? Yeah, I shopped at H&M before. So, like, Uh I don't go there no more. Um, I feel like a, I feel like there might have been another type of boycott, but then it's like, but it's not the, organized. The it's a problem. It's, it's okay. You as individuals saying I don't do it. We don't have a leader. There's mm-hmm. no Martin Luther King saying to do that. And then, yeah, it's it's just not. It's just you know you have your D. Ray McKessons. You have the women who started. Um, Black Lives Matter, and but I'm then sorry, I don't know their names. Fighting with them though, because they women, or he gay, so we don't want to follow women. We don't want to follow gay, and, and you know, a lot of this is on you know heterosexual black men where they have issues with that stuff like that. Well, they're just they're all insecure. If you have a problem with supporting a man who happens to love other men who just but wants, that's a part of it because they'll be the first thing they'll pull out. They're like, oh, blah blah blah. Well, he gay, so well, he really can't sad. be our leader. Or you know, a lot of a lot of the women behind the Black Lives Matter are uh, lesbian women, lesbian black women. And we, you know, have a history of, for one, the, the black community is very homose- uh, homosexual, homophobic. homophobic. Yeah. And then a second part of it is that we just don't support our women like we should. But that's a whole other thing. Yeah, but but at the end of the day, like, we don't have, like, a national leader. You have people who are. We got the coons and the buffoons, and I'm talking about Al Shapton, and I'm talking about Jesse Jackson. Well, I don't fuck with them. Especially Al Shapton. He, he opportunist. He's been opportunist since the 80s, man. And I feel like he pulls himself off as this leader of the people, but he really only in it for himself and his own uh, making a dollar for him and getting shine and attention for him. And I don't, I, I don't think we have anybody who is like just being like a stand up kind of guy. That's Agreed. A, that's focused or on a that. stand up kind of woman that or we woman. know of. Yeah, I shouldn't say just a guy, guy, or woman. Um, or the people who do try, we don't respect them for X, Y, and Z, or they do something that throws it off. There's a whole host of things. But then I wonder if, and there's just the last thing on this, and I don't know if there is a difference, but you have your civil rights leaders, which we had back in the 50s and 60s, and then you have your activists who aren't necessarily, they don't, they can't. You know, be the leader or make the same sacrifices as like a Martin Luther King could have. And then also, like, I haven't read like a whole article on it, but they say, you know, that, you know, activists are out here struggling, you know, to make ends meet because you gotta. He, you know, back then he, uh, I think, made a good living from different things, but I think he gave most of his money away. So he wasn't one of the person that was putting, but he wasn't, you, but you shouldn't be an activist. And that's my problem. Like I just asked, you shouldn't be an activist or civil rights issues. People aren't in it for money, money. But I'm saying it's hard. I think hard some people to, are. But I think it's hard to be in those roles. You know, you're not making any money, but you know that this is so important. 
that, you know, if you have to struggle month to month, then that is what it is. But like back in the day, like going back to John Lewis's book, he was part of SNCC and they, he talked about how, um, Hold on, what is SNCC for people who don't know? That is the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. Okay, speak on it. Don't just start so using these acronyms. They, my not bad. All so basically, he talked a lot about... A lot of us is ignorant. Um, he talked a lot about how they had donations coming in from all over the country so that when somebody needed to travel here and speak or if somebody needed a hotel, you needed a, play, you know, you needed a hotel or you had to pay your rent, SNCC covered all that. Mm-hmm. We don't have organizations or the... Um, What's it called? Unity among one another to be to, for something like that to happen thing, again. But I think that's what the difference between the issues were bigger back then. So when you fight for like civil rights of all people, as opposed to just individual things that people may not care about, because you know if I'm a person, I know they, you know they, I could be easily. Yeah, you you doing Black Lives Matter. I don't worry about that because I'm not, I don't get in trouble with the police. I don't get pulled over. Or I live in a nice neighborhood. Or I make a good living, so I don't have to worry about stuff like that. Right. We get this false illusion that because I, I did do well or I got out, to, I don't live in the ghetto or I don't live in the hood, that I'm immune to stuff like that to happen. You know, I'm not out here, and they can use for anybody. I'm not out here running in the backyard or whatever. You know, with um, I'm, with your cell phone and your grandma. Yeah, backyard. I'm not. I'm not in their backyard or I'm not Mike Brown where I'm. Allegedly stealing from the from the police store, you know, police command. But then you could be Philando Castile in your car, minding your own business. So it, it all—that's what I'm saying. But a, a people get this mindset that it's not happening to me. It's not happening to people I know. So it's not important. It's not something that's going to happen to me. Well, and then too, another difference is like back in the day, you did have your what are they called singers and your sport sports? What are they called athletes? Athletes yeah. who did support the movement. You have Muhammad Ali who spoke out. You but you got that man though. You got people Dick like Gregory. LeBron James who okay, talks yeah. about but then you, movements but, but I don't or feel Beyonce like, or Jay-Z. They talk about the stuff. Yeah, but, but I, I don't feel know like if it's now a, you also have people like Lil Wayne and uh, Floyd Mayweather who, yeah. who say real ignorant stuff. And there's a lot of people who like you, like hang on every single word those idiots say. And this man don't even know what's going on in his own community. Right. He's a coon. But you also, you also live in a society where... Like even us growing up in the eighties, nineties, we didn't. And kids definitely nowadays they don't deal with issues that you know, like our grandparents had to do with. Where people they live in a world where it was openly racist. Now they live in a world where they got access to the entire world through the internet. They got things where they don't have laws or something where they can't go to water fountains and stuff like that. So they never live with these types of harshnesses, harsh things that will make them want to stand up for stuff like that. Right, and it's not as, like you said, like in your face, but you know. Yeah, because the same thing. Now you got people who turn everything into a culture, everything is this and everything is that. Uh, Words that were like very hurtful, like to, like like, um, nigga, for example. Words like that are really like would be super hurtful to like our grandparents and stuff. Now all people say that, and they don't even think of it as a slur. Like you have little white kids, but it is though. And we know, I know, you and I know that, but they don't think of it the same way. They just think it's just a fun word or something that people say, and they don't think nothing of stuff like that because they don't. They have lived in a world where people have been hateful to them like that. But do you think they like really that. don't know that it was not that it was a slur? I think they don't care because it doesn't affect them day to day. Yeah. And I'm I not was, saying all young people. I'm saying I was somewhere the other day and on the bus, and it was some um, Spanish speaking kids. Shout out to Spanish speaking kids. Mm-hmm. But you know they were like throwing around the N word, and I you felt uncomfortable. You watch. Look I at the was world so uncomfortable. You'll see uh, white kids in the middle of Nebraska. No black people around. They call each other nigga, and because they think it's cool, they don't think it's like a derogatory term. They think it's cool to, to say stuff like that. They hear it in you know songs. They hear it in this and that. Well, they just think yeah. it's like a cool. It, it, it's in turn from 
what should be like a, a hateful word to like a cool expression for people which right. is it's just crazy last podcast shout out because it just reminds me so there's a podcast called lexicon valley okay i don't know that one um by this guy named john mcquarter he's a linguist at columbia university he has a really he's good, a cunning linguist no he's a linguist not cunning linguist no he's not uh he doesn't talk about giving oral sex to women on the show that okay. i know of but anyway he has a really good episode on his um podcast called lexicon valley it's called I think it's called the n-word or the two n-words and he goes into like he talks a little bit about what we were talking about how kids nowadays use it and they don't think of it as a slur and he also like in general he just talks about how language has changed over time that was a really good episode about the n-word mm-hmm. um also check that out but yeah hey, but i mean that's just like the ridiculous of it all though is you that, think, what, say that again you think what I said it's just like the ridiculous of just time and stuff like that I mean just the fact that we even use the n-word like who turns a word that is you know designed to be ignorant to you and then makes it into like something that's I would say to my brother like it, it, I don't I never really understood I mean I did it because everybody else did it but who came up with the idea that like I'm gonna try to take back a horrible hateful word and make it into something I would say to my brother or say it to somebody in my family but did, and then just changing the last letter don't mean nothing. But is that how? But I wonder if that's just how it changed over time. But I don't. I don't like. I well, wonder whose idea was that? I mean, I, no, I originally people probably were just saying it because the, the slave master was calling you a nigga, so you was calling your fellow other uh, slave yeah. a nigga. But now, at some point, people say, "Oh, I'm about to make it cool and flip it around." But that's weird to me. How could you flip around something that's born out of hate and say, oh, I'm going to use it as a positive? Impossible. Uh, Ridiculous to me. I don't know. You use it. You use the N-word, though. I didn't say I didn't. Oh, I said, okay. But I, it's... I said I'm just guilty of it, too. But oh, I don't okay. do it often. Uh, sometimes if I get caught up in the moment, I do it. But normally, I'm, I don't say it a lot. Yeah, I think we've dropped it a time or two on this episode. And sometimes it just slips. Yeah. Um, because it's just yeah. something that's ingrained in it. So, whatever. Uh, um... <sighs> What else, you, what else you got, Applehead? What else I got? Oh, but back to MLK. His granddaughter was at the march. Oh, the he has like, the, oh yeah, he got go. The March for Our Lives. Mm-hmm. His granddaughter is 11 years old. I'm like, she seemed like she should be older than that, but it must be the granddaughter. I mean, he died of, in the 70s. I mean, the it must have been the daughter of one of his younger kids. Because I'm like, ain't no way. Don't they mean well, great Maybe it's a guy, though. Maybe like one of his sons had a baby late in life, later in life. Yeah, he had, I mean, he had a daughter, too. I don't know who, whose kid. I don't think is. his daughter has an 11 year old. Well, because she would have been born before. Anyway, 19, I'm, needless to say, he has an 11 year old granddaughter who was, at, who was at the race. I mean, at the march, and she was like, she had a dream too. And it was also well, no, actually, because if, if his if he died 50 years ago, his youngest, I don't know how, I don't technically, know. Technically, yeah, it's we should possible. do some research. Like, cause he could have a daughter that's like in her like, maybe 50s because our parents had, had us years so young. We yeah, we we forget yeah. about old people having babies. Yeah, but um, no, and I think the I mean we did touch on a lot so far, but I think the rest of this episode we were gonna go into our overreaction or naws. Yeah, we can go. We can. Oh uh, yeah, we can come back to. But yeah, uh, just MLK. He was a great person with his own faults and flaws. We should have got an old person to come in and talk about what they was doing when MLK died. Call your granny up right now. <laughs> Get on. You the know phone. my cell phone don't work. Oh yeah. F Apple. I should have called my granny. Granny. Shoot. What was you up when Martin Luther King died? I was at the riots, baby. Well, oh, did I send you an article about the DC? Yeah, they they burned they just fixing DC. Yeah. They burned it down fifty years ago, and they just started to uh, repair it, which yeah. is 
oh, we, I, we, we can't go down this road because then we talk about gentrification. That's going to be a whole other thing. Mm. How they didn't do nothing to the city for decades and decades, and all of a sudden now they want to fix everything. But mm-hmm. don't stop me on the tangent. Go get into your Russian law. So, this again, just a reminder to the people this is a segment where we decide whether the public's um, overreaction to a current event is no, valid or not. It's not their overreaction, it's just their reaction. <laughs> and then you decide if it was an overreaction or not. So they made a response to whatever happened. No. And then we decide if it's overreaction. Okay. But 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 sometimes But you can't just say if you say it No, is it a, because sometimes when I be trying to find articles and I tell you about it, you're like, but are people talking about it? Are they Well they like, gotta be saying, talking about it? They so gotta respond to it. Okay, whatever. We just Fine. They respond to it and then we decide if the response is overreaction. All right. Or was it a justified response? Come on. Get well, it together. So my first one is, and this one's like really quick, and I didn't find a whole big article on it. But we never had talked about it before on this show. I don't think we talked about Black Panther that much. But right. apparently Lupe Fiasco, Lupe Fiasco, the rapper, whatever yeah, he Yeah, the rapper, okay. He came out and said that he thought the movie was just all right. Okay. And people went off on him. You I know, hear as, about this. As we are wont to do when somebody has a different opinion and, you know, I we disagree. Knew. Right. So, like, he, tweet, he apparently tweeted this mm-hmm. and people came for him. Um and I'm like, dude didn't like the movie that much. Move on. You don't got to drag this man for expressing an opinion. And people, you know, it's just started to go in real bad and talking about his relevance. Because I don't think he's had like a, a mainstream a album for yeah, a while. But like he, I mean, but it's just interesting. I'm like, I'm sure he's been tweeting before, but that tweet got a lot of attention because he just thought Black Panther was all right. And he, you know, which he's not fine. saying it, which is fine. And he's not saying it is bad. He didn't say it was terrible. He said it was all right. Like. Yeah, so that was like one story that I saw, and clearly oh, no, so I didn't get my chance to respond. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, my bad. So people dragging him. If you were dragging him all that, then you know, waste, start wasting your time. He's allowed not to let like, and he didn't say he hated. And I thought, like I said, I thought the movie was good, but I didn't think it was like the greatest movie of all time. Like people make it out to be, it was a very good movie. Yeah, it was not a uh, five star to five star, but it was pretty good. And he's entitled to say he didn't like something or he thought it was just okay. So if you if there was a true overreaction, I mean, if there was a reaction that was negative, I would say you overreacted mm-hmm. and do something with your lives. Hmm. So, like, along the same vein, um, the Brooklyn Museum of Art announced the appointment of um, curator for their African art exhibit, mm-hmm. and it happens to be um, a white woman named Kristen Winmuller Luna. And just reading from the article here, it says her role is to assess and rethink the black the Brooklyn Museum's extensive holdings of African art, which is comprised of more than 6,000 objects, and to organize an innovative, freshly conceived temporary installation. Mm. So, of course, People Twitter had a field day. Black, was it black Twitter? Um, and, misconstrued, and misconstrued, of course, it was black Twitter. Because in the announcement, they said that there were two people who had were appointed, you know, as curators to this portion of the museum, but only one of them was for the African art and the other guy, the other person who was white, it was a man, don't remember his name, he got appointed to something else. But at first people were like, oh, you got you got, you got two white people curating this African art exhibit, that's wrong. Um, it reminds me of the Black Panther movie where Eric Killmonger went up, was in the museum and it was a, um, a white woman walking yeah, yeah. around. And so they were trying to equate it with that. Look who finally saw Black Panther. Yes, I saw now it. Now she like, can't stop talking about it. Whatever, we talked about this she like saw a month two and a half, two and a half months after it came out. But yeah, I remember that. Right. So I'm just like, for me, 
So and you, so and then you so know people, people are also going in saying that mm-hmm. you know how come white people continue to be the gatekeepers of our culture mm-hmm. and. I guess the question, and then I'll say how I feel, which you could probably tell, is is the um, reaction an overreaction or not? Like, should people be mad that there is a white woman who's responsible for curating African art at the Brooklyn hmm. Museum? Now, that is a interesting question. Did you hear about the story? I did not hear about the story. This is the mm-hmm. first time I'm hearing about it. Now, should because uh, that's weird, because sometimes you even have these white people teaching like African-American studies. And I don't want to say you shouldn't have them doing it if they show respect to... And show that they have an actual knowledge about it. But I understand why people can be upset about this. So I want to understand, like, why is she, like, the only person on earth that could do this? There are no black people that could, or even Africans. Like, is she from Africa? Like, even if you had a white African, maybe I'd be like, maybe that's more cooler. But just to get some random white lady to curate something about African art or African American art seemed a little bit off. Now, end of the day, is it a huge deal? No. But I would say. Like, were they dragging her really bad or were they just dragging her a little bit? Um, I would say it was a moderate amount of dragging. I think a moderate or, right or right. dragging is justified. Mm-hmm. If it was really bad, I'd say no. But a moderate, give her a little moderate dragging. It's okay. Because I can definitely understand the frustration. That's like me uh, teach, letting somebody else teach a history about my own family. Like outside, I bring in somebody that never knew about it, my family, never experienced it. And then they going to teach me what this should be. So it's like she is trying to showcase us what African art should be or dictate how we're receiving African art. And she's not African. Should she be allowed to do that? So I say, yeah, it's not a big deal. The woman is obviously qualified because I did go back and do a little bit of digging. And she has a Ph.D. and her master's in art and archaeology from Princeton. African? And a BA in um, history from Yale University. Oh, so you just say because she's from the Ivy League, she must be special. No, I'm saying that she has a degree. Hear me out. She has a degree in art history, number one. Number two, when's the last time that I don't, you know, I don't have a whole big old social group, but I don't remember any of my friends saying that they wanted to study art history when they go to college. That's not something I don't think most of us consider. For one thing, in my own personal opinion, I think, you know, the study of art um, is is probably more associated with some wealthier people from wealthier backgrounds, mm-hmm. and you know if your family's collecting it and it's into that business, and you grow up around that, then you might be you know more likely to want to study that. A lot of you know I'm not going to say a lot, but some people of color might not have the same opportunities or know those opportunities are out there to pursue you know a degree in art, so they might become so that they can become the curator of an African art exhibit. I'm not saying that there's none of us out there. But I'm not going to discount a woman who act, who you know does have experience and a knowledge and a background. Why can't she do European art? Because that's not the job she was selected for. I don't think that I I, I just t- for me it was just it, y'all going off for nothing. It's not like they picked Rachel Dozal. This woman obviously <laughs> know that she's white. You know she has the credentials. And Rachel Dozal is the new leader of yes, the she, art history NCAA the NCAA chapter. Oh, so she, and no, she's she, making all the fried chicken now. But no, she does have this woman does have a his, um, a background in history of African arts. Is she at least married to a black man? And Christian Ethi- and in Christian Ethiopia. So okay, so she does have some history in, in yeah. African why would art. they wouldn't just pick somebody? I mean. Maybe she just know how to put the pieces together. That don't mean she know about African art. But I'm, but y'all going in for no reason. Now I'm not saying I don't think that there weren't any people of color qualified, but 
Um, who knows if they apply? And, and we if don't you, know who the application right, was. Right, we is don't also. know what the process was. And then number two, if you're that mad about it, then I need you to go study art and encourage every young person that you know to you consider want them, it. If you, you want them if to you're take really the job mad from about it, you you know go and, and spread the word that there are careers outside of outside of being a basketball player or a doctor or a rapper or Instagram model. But it's much like, easier just to complain on Twitter, don't you know that? Yeah, That's my favorite thing to do. Obviously, you know, half of y'all won't even go to haven't even been to the museum down in DC yet. Y'all, you know, your black ass to get one set of tickets, <laughs> go one time, it's for fifteen a- <laughs> minutes, and now you now you need to be the parade of that Like museum. you up here mad about stuff that you won't even go anyway. Um, it's one has nothing to do with the other, but I, I felt like it really was an overreaction. Okay, itself. So, and then, so we heard your, and so I had a couple others. I don't Go know ahead, knock them out, bro. Time. Keep going, we got time. But, so we talked about this a little bit before this we started This show, bro. Roseanne. I used to watch Roseanne, Roseanne back in the day. Me too, sometimes, sporadically. Sporadically. I chuckled, I laughed. You, 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 you. I liked Darlene, she was my favorite. Yeah, Darlene was cool. Um, DJ was a little weirdo. DJ was cool. Um, Did you but, like the first Becky or the second Becky? The first Becky. I don't even remember what the second. Who's on? Who? I don't even know what the second you know, Becky was Becky's like. Right. Yeah. Uh, she was much prettier. She looked like she didn't really belong in that family. Like the first Becky, not that she was ugly, but you know how they had like a certain look to them. Like the whole family <laughs> they had, had a, like a, a certain middle look. class. There look you go. To them. There you go. I was gonna say another another uh uh-huh. descriptive, but they had a nice lower middle class look to them. She was mm-hmm. like kind of pretty, like too pretty to be a part of that family. <laughs> so, so who's on the reboot? Is the original I Becky think, or the new Becky? I haven't Becky? seen it, but I think okay. they both, I know they both about the regular one and I think they gave the second Becky some, like some other role so she could still be a part of it. So I wanted to watch it because like I said, I did watch the show back in the day. I remember laughing. Um, but now, you know, knowing what I know, what I heard as far as Roseanne so being. I feel like you're reaching because I feel like you haven't, you need to watch for yourself I before know, you just make a choice. And I feel like also I don't want it's to not say, a shock, I'm going to tell you why. All right, go ahead. I'm first, no, first explain right. what you want to you say. You know what, and you're then right. We'll it's t- not a shock. Why you don't want to watch it. And then, I, and then we'll get into it. Go it's ahead. not a shock because she would be a 45 supporter. And she is in real life. And on the show, I believe she supports 45 and Jackie does not. So that's one of their storylines mm-hmm. is just like what goes on in real families when you don't, when people, you know, disagree about politics. However... Just knowing that she like really lo- like she not acting. This is who she oh, really cause she, is. Because she likes it in her um, life. Nah, nah. I and, mean, it, it's, then, for two, it's twofold. It's not shocking that she on the show. She definitely will because the majority of people who voted for him are uh, under, you know undereducated, low middle class people. Lower class people who sitting on the couch all believe day all that stuff about him bringing quilts. back jobs <laughs> and factory work and all that same stuff that Rosa used to do back in the day. And it's not shocking that she would like him in real life because she is rich. She's, you know, she's very, she's a very wealthy woman in real life. So if you're very wealthy in real life, you're probably the person who's benefiting the most from this pregnant, uh, pregnancy, presidency. Mm -hmm. So it's not shocking that either one of those two things. Uh, So to me, sometimes you just want to escape stuff and just have a good time watching something. Correct. If the show's entertaining and the guy jokes is going to make me laugh, I think... I said I was going to give it a shot. I said I was going to try to watch I haven't watched it because I just... You know, I got other good shows to watch, like Atlanta and all these other shows. Mm-hmm. So it's not at the top of my list, but I did want to give it a shot. And I did hear about this thing where uh, apparently it was very successful. And it, it honestly made me not want to watch this because he was, uh, because they talked about Trump so much in the first one that he was kind of like bragging about it. Like he Who, was. The, what? 
And Roseanne? Yeah, because they talk about the presidency and Trump so much in the oh. first episode. Oh. And he was calling her to congratulate her because he timed the fact that they talked about him so much into it. That's why it was so successful to come back. I want to, one, see if the numbers going to hold up because they did, like, I think I'm close to 20 million. Which is crazy for a sitcom or even a regular TV show now. I wonder if those numbers are going to stay that high or people just tune in like they did for Full House coming back and all these mm-hmm. other shows coming back for the nostalgia. Yeah. And then they're going to check back out once they realize it's not that funny or whatever. Well, I think it's already been renewed for a second season. I yeah, feel like I heard yeah. that. But here was the thing. So they try to bring like other elements of like real life into it. So apparently... Um, there's a, a black little girl on the show. She's oh, like the really? daughter of somebody. Okay. And then, um, don't they got like a gender neutral kid too? I think so. And so, is it the same kid or is it different? You don't know. Uh, you I don't. I don't. It. I didn't watch it. But so now, now I'm definitely gonna watch. It. I, I gotta. I gotta see what what they doing. But so here. and so, somebody who really like broke it down for me and helped me like solidify like I'm definitely not watching this show. There's this guy named Ira Madison. He also has a podcast. I thought it was Bill Cosby. But he has like he tweeted about it. Um, and just said like, Hey, you're trying to up here, make it seem like this person. So that Roseanne can be a supporter of 45 and then also love her gender, you know, neutral child and this black child. When you have a president who doesn't support, you know, make it seem like, but that, you trying but that's to like real, soften though. it over, that's but that's though. stupid though. That's well, and then, okay. Last thing I found out, Wanda Sykes is a head writer for this show for Roseanne. Okay. But so, like, for but for me, it's just like you're supporting a show and a woman who agrees with a man who doesn't support who you are as she a black got checks lesbian to, woman. She got checks to cash. But like, how, she, she got bills. To you selling a little bit of your soul, like. Well, I, you I, want her to be getting five hundred thousand dollars for like Monique, or even less. I mean, she got to work, and then maybe she I'm thinks sure that she as a part of that, she can do the stuff that you're talking about. Where they do, okay, you tune in for for. Uh, the Trump talk or whatever, but then you do get a chance to learn about gender neutral kids. You learn about interracial marriages or stuff like that. So why not use it as an example to so teach people? Try, so you think you can educate people outside of their own ignorance? A lot of stuff people don't know about is because they are educated to it. So why not do it as an opportunity? So why didn't they let Blackish air that episode about um, kneeling? That's the NBC. Yeah, it's ABC. NFL is a giant. And yeah. it'll make a lot of money. But so, like, that argument doesn't hold up because you won't let a similar show, you know, bring in Yeah, I forgot about that. That is crazy. Yeah. So, it's just, it's... And, uh, yeah, without no, and then when I was seeing the episode of Blackish, I wonder if they ever going to show up because what could he have been said that was so bad? Because they've tackled all everybody, types of stuff Everybody else show. has already said it. They've tackled... But I'm saying the other stuff they didn't, you know, it's not like Blackish has not had a history of talking about race. They race talk about race every single episode. Social things or whatever it may be. I mean right. that's the, the, the damn title of the show is blackish. Right. So is kneeling that big a whoop? I don't know. Which is I mean, that's a whole other thing. We we can be going too deep in that. Yeah. That's that's a whole ridiculous thing too. But anyway, um in the day I think I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna watch it maybe one time and see if it's if it's Boo. good. And that's probably gonna be three months from now because I already got a bunch of other shows I'm trying to nah. watch. Can't support Speaking you of, let, me, let me shout out some black shows since I'm since I'm watching Roseanne. The Shy. Anybody ever watched The Shy? Great show. No, I have not. Um, Atlanta, of course. Now, yeah. is The Shy sad? It is. It's a mix. It's a mix of things. Uh huh. It's about um, it's a group of people all intertwined after a tragedy in uh South Side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. So something happens in the pilot episode that leads to all these people kind of being connected to each other, and then it plays out throughout the ten episodes, and they come back for season two. Kind of like a crash meets 
A little bit. Shy. Not shy. Yes. I mean, it's similar. Okay. Well, but in this one, they more know. I mean, all the people kind of know each other. They go find and interact. Mm. As a, where Crash, it was like a whole bunch of random stories that had like little veil things. But it's a great show. Great show. On Showtime. Acting not the best. I heard that seven seconds is supposed to be pretty good too. It's on a lot of people watch it. Yeah, it's too many good shows. It's, and I just it's the too time. many good shows. But then too, I don't want to see a whole bunch of sad stuff. You know. True. I don't. But the shot got a lot of happy moments, so the yeah. shot is something that's worth watching. I guess that's like power coming back to something. Make sure y'all watch Power. July second, right? I think the first. Okay. Um, Atlanta, of course, is a great show. Blackish is a great show. Grownish is uh, Grownish is a great show. So it's a lot of good good shows out there. Uh, now we just kind of talking about TV shows though, but that's cool. That's our show. We can do whatever we want. To. We can do whatever we want. So, are, when are you ever going to stop supporting R. Kelly? I already told you I stopped. Did you? And I don't really support him. Okay. I don't. How do I support him? Do I ever go to his shows? I just don't do remember. Do I buy you, his I, albums? I don't remember you I ever stating that. Music is, when we did the R&B award show, I told him I, okay. I can't mess with him. He had the sex hole. He went too far. And then I heard like he got a 14 year old. He was teaching him to be his pet or yes. something. Yes. Yeah, that was crazy. Like, how, I, I, like when, I just wonder when, the parents. when is he going like, to be in jail? Like, when is somebody going to shut never, him down? Never. He like he's they don't pro- got nothing on him. He's almost protected like OJ was. Like the fact that OJ got off and for those murders and then um R. Kelly. We know, you know getting if you off got this. money, you can beat stuff. Well, the unless you like Michael Vick and messing with dogs. Well, like no, there you, are certain you heard things. A dog. You, if you heard a dog. You ain't. You could you could you rape did. you could rape um a rape and pee on five thousand black little black girls. You 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 accidentally hit one dog, a cocker spaniel with your car, and you're gonna do eight years in jail. So pretty pretty much. That's we all know accurate. that dogs is more important than little black girls. Yeah, accurate. Yeah, I mean, if mm-hmm. I Kelly ever stop messing with little white blonde girls, they make it. They'll throw them under the jail. But as long as the little black girls named Sharika, <laughs> I think unfortunately they gonna let them keep shining. And then people still go to they, they, they still go to his concerts. They still sweat them. They still go hard for him. Same thing. I don't do any of that stuff. All I say was his music. Okay, was I'm just the I'm best just... music of the '90s. All right, he shaped the '90s. He shaped my youth. Okay, do I'll I do that. mean I respect him as a man? No. Would I ever hang out with him? Would I ever let my daughter be around him? Would I ever even talk to him if I saw him in the street? No, I wouldn't give him directions if he asked for him. Yeah, but you know, his music is what it is. It is what it is. I don't give him money, and I never have really. Mm-hmm. I maybe bought TP2 back in 2000, but that was too sick. That was 20 years ago. And that okay. album was fire. You're on the record, just making sure. Yeah, just fuck off. Sure. Did you have any overreactions? I feel like I really did dominate the nah, show. Nah, bro, I did. Yeah. yeah. So. What? Fuck. <laughs> He's over here making sign language to me, and I don't understand. Oh, you saying? I, I, what I'm about to do is uh, do a citizen's arrest in this place we in. They in here smoking. You I smell, smell it, but I don't think it's them. I think it's somebody. I didn't say it's them. It's uh, somebody in this building is though. Somebody in here, chief. I'm about to make a citizen's arrest and lock somebody up. Okay, yeah, I know I got my badge on me. You know, you know, I'm a narc. <laughs> I'm ready to lock somebody up. Throw your ass because that shit is strong. I thought they was in this room with us for a second. Yeah. But in the I don't know. Anyway, you got anything else? In the closing um, thoughts, yes, I think we might finally get this episode posted. Audacity has not been tripping for us. Don't don't jinx us. Yeah, Final thought. Um, 
Final thought, it is National National Minority Health Month. People, take care of yourself. Take care of your bodies. Especially um, you black dudes out there. Especially you. Yeah, I don't like to go to no doctors, man. Especially black men. And we all know that, you know, black people in general are have worse outcomes. We, we know, stressed out, bro. Stressed out, stressed out. So this is a month for us. You know, go to your provider. Um, ask all the hard questions, the questions that you're scared to ask. Um, and don't let them leave until you're satisfied. Yeah, get all your questions. Um, Women, do your pap smears and do your breast exams. Mm -hmm, Guys, mm -hmm. get that prostate checked. Yep. I know you don't want to do it. It's not comfortable, but go ahead and get that done. That I don't have anything else to shout out. Other shout out to that? Obama for getting a statue in Hawaii. It's not being. I don't. I don't think I they know who's going to um, build place? it yet. Oh, they just they designed they, it. Yeah, they said that he's going to get one. Should let me get a statue. So I want anyway. a statue in downtown DC of me just sitting on the sitting with my legs crossed with a hat on and some Converse. No, no, no. Not Converse. Converse. New Balance. I forgot it from DC. Yeah, you, some you fresh New Balance. Balance. And then just won't they won't you commission that for me? Can you, you got any Are funds? you gonna be wearing a hat in it or no? I'm gonna wear a hat, yeah. Okay. All uh, you got right. any funds that you can contribute? Uh so I'll go for me. I have five dollars. No, you refused to give me that earlier, so we're not going to get into that. Okay. You've been doing a lot of funny things today that we're not going to get into on this show. Nothing I don't even, I don't even want to question. I don't, don't even want to question. Some, Do you have any closing thoughts? Where can they find some us? Some odd things been going on. That's all I can say. Not, don't even do it. You know, you can find us on Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and um, Apple Podcasts, wherever great podcasts are found. Like, 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 rate, or review us. You can send us emails at the, GL, the PLP podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at the POP Podcast. Send me uh, breast at GFO Jones on Snapchat. Also, um, we're on Apple Podcasts. I already said that. Oh, okay. Learn to listen and clean that wax out of your ears. You didn't say that during the last episode. I did. FYI. You didn't. I didn't do any of that stuff because it was in a no, bridge show. You did. In the beginning, you did. And then you, you, you failed to show up for work. And you got there to criticize my work I'm when not, you refuse to record? This is a team effort, Carlos. Don't take it personal. Is it a team effort? It's mm, a team effort. Okay, whatever. Your We almost had a good episode. Now you got to make it go. Your wrong. baby hair is a team effort. My baby hair. You know that gel you got in there right now. I do not even looking like a low budget shelly. All that gel. Whatever. I don't even know. All Actually, that gel. I did order a new hair product that I am oh, eager you? to try. Yes. It's All called right. Nature's Blessing. You okay. can find it on Amazon.com. All right. Well give me it's give a me hair pomade. Order me some too. <laughs> hey, pomade. What you um <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> <laughs> some pomade in your head. Roma. <laughs> Anyways. Alright, let's get out of here, man. Alright. Uh, until next time, this has been uh, the wonderfully talented Carlos D. And this is your girl, Christy. See ya!